What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Friday Night Chill. This is episode 19. I hope you're all doing well this week. I'm doing pretty all right. Uh, Tonight, we're going to be talking about Britney Spears' new memoir, uh, The Woman in Me. Uh, This came out on Tuesday, I believe, and I got the audiobook uh, because I thought she was going to... narrate it herself and then i found out it was michelle williams and if you're anything like me your first thought was probably destiny's child uh no it's michelle williams from dawson's creek so i i did not know that i did not know who that was um but now i do and that's that's super fun uh she did a very good job reading uh the book it sounded very nice um, and I just kind of wanted to talk about it a little bit just because it is, you know, very interesting. You know, Britney Spears is kind of like, uh, I mean, an icon, obviously. Uh, but it's such a bizarre situation for a famous person to be in. And I just kind of want to talk about the just kind of the perspective of like everyone else like just kind of seeing this like from i guess like a fan perspective i i I don't even know if i could really call myself a fan i'm not like a big you know like britney spears fan i don't know like everything about her discography or whatever but you know she's one of those people that you just know um because she is so insanely famous um so yeah man uh so she details a lot like i i didn't think she was going to go into as much detail as she did in this but you know i i'm all for you know transparency and like you know letting people tell their story you know completely unapologetically and she definitely did that uh now as far as like how this was written so to my understanding this was uh, written not completely by her. I, I, I guess she had like a ghost writer uh, kind of help her through it. So what what I'm guessing, I don't know the specifics on how exactly this works, but what I'm guessing is she told all these stories to another person who then in turn, you know, kind of typed everything out and wrote it in a way that would be good for a book uh there's there's definitely still parts in here where it's very clearly Brittany talking but um there's a lot of uh eloquence i guess that i just kind of wasn't expecting and that's not me thinking she's stupid or anything but it was just kind of surprising but then i found out after reading the book or listening to the book uh that's uh, she had a ghostwriter for the thing. So that that kind of made the way things were worded make a little bit more sense. Um, just because, you know, if someone's putting out a memoir, they want it to be written well. And, you know, you can still be, like, completely authentic and have someone there to, like, help you throughout the process especially if you've never written a book before so and if you have resources like she does then why not take advantage of those you know what i mean so 
so yeah, what, what, what do we even start with? Um, I guess we just kind of go in chronological order. And I just kind of want to talk about some of like the standout moments for me. There probably won't be very many or very much, but uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about it. it just because it was something I did this week and thought you guys might get a kick out of that. Because I know uh, a lot of fellow queers in the Ranger community follow me. And if there's one thing a lot of us have in common is we all probably really like Britney Spears. So... <laughs> Uh, so where, I guess we can start with, like, the biggest bombshell, I guess, that, like, opened this thing. So, at least for me, that I, I was, like, completely unaware of. Uh, so she discloses in this book for, like, pretty much the first time that her and Justin Timberlake almost had a baby together, but he basically he didn't force her to get an abortion but he you know basically told her that he wasn't ready to be a dad and so ultimately she decided to go through with that and because of you know how famous they were they couldn't like go to a clinic or anything to get that done uh like you know, by like a, a medical team and all that, because they didn't want anyone finding out about it. So I guess they did a, I, I believe it's called a chemically induced abortion. So you take like this cocktail of, of pills and um, it's supposed to um, stop the pregnancy. So that's what she did. So she, you know, talks about that experience and like, just kind of like, being in pain for hours while this thing is happening because you know it's it's basically forcing you to miscarry and so she's just kind of like sitting in pain for hours and Justin Timberlake's just kind of like sitting with her and strumming his guitar which is just a weird visual to think about and uh you know, I gotta be honest, Justin Timberlake does not come off the best in this book, but I think this is just a long time coming for her, for him, because uh, I think he's built up a lot of bad karma just between, you know, what he did with Britney Spears and what he did with Janet Jackson uh, in the early 2000s. Uh, I, I think all of this is happening at the right time for him in his career, especially with this whole in sync you know renaissance thing kind of happened it, it sucks for in sync fans and the other members of the group because you know they didn't do anything you know it's not their fault justin timberlake's a shitty person but um i don't know he just seems to be getting exactly what he deserves and which is a lot of bad bad press you know because, you know, for the longest time, what, what I can remember most about this time, you know, when Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were together, you know, I would have been like, this was like 1998, 99. So I probably would have been seven, seven or eight. So not really too familiar on, you know, pop culture and celebrity gossip and all that type of stuff. Uh, you know, it was all very surface level stuff. You know, I, I just knew 
most of these people from their music because that's what was on the radio. So I wasn't paying attention to like scandals and them being in relationships and stuff because you know I was just a kid. But what I what I do recall is Justin Timberlake being the victim, and I remember that very vividly. That he was just always like very coddled, and everyone was just like, "Oh yeah, we don't know how Britney could have like." broken this boy's heart or whatever and you know you also find out in this book that you know there was infidelity from both of them uh you know but all we ever really heard about was like how britney cheated on justin and then we find out you know from her that it was her kissing a man another man it was like a dance guy and they like talked it through or whatever and it was this whole thing and they got seemed to get past it and then meanwhile justin was out here sleeping with multiple people you know while they were together and britney found out about a lot of them and she was still the one getting shamed you know after the fact and i don't know man it was just it was weird you know kind of remembering the the late 90s and early 2000s and the way misogyny was very publicly on display whenever it came to celebrities. And Britney Spears was like the prime example of that because a lot of her career was getting targeted with that stuff. And it's it's interesting too because like you can tell it, it, you can tell that like some of that still lingers in like media and stuff because like TMZ reported on, you know, this book because of course they did. And, you know, you probably already know that TMZ of all outlets is not going to have the best relationship with Britney Spears because Britney Spears can't stand TMZ or paparazzi or that entire side of the industry. She doesn't, she can't stand any of it. And I don't blame her because it like drove her fucking insane. And even still today, like, the the head guy of TMZ, I don't remember his name. It's that white guy who used to be a lawyer and the, the dude with dreads, uh, you know, it was the two of them. And just the way they were talking, you know, you could just tell, like, there was still that, like, slight tinge of misogyny still left in them just because they were so, like, dismissive of, like, the things she had to say. Like, you could tell they would just be dismissive about this whole thing. And it was just... It's crazy that so much time has passed and that attitude is still lingering, you know, after these people have been responsible for so much because, you know, her family definitely played a large part in what happened to her. But definitely like paparazzi and like TMZ and places like that definitely played a major role in what happened to her in the early 2000s and yeah man it's just it's just crazy you know and uh, one one little um one thing that a few things that were interesting was just like hearing clarification on stuff because what's been interesting about britney spears's you know journey the last 13 plus years it's been longer than that is we've heard so much of it from the perspective of other people and this 
whole book was everything from her perspective for the first time. And that's it, I, that part of just the book was just so interesting to me because it's it, it's like a really big piece of context that we've been missing. And so, like, all we can do is, like, speculate on stuff. And, like, there's been so many, like, other little, like, moments that have happened. And we don't, we haven't known the full context behind it. But then, like, in this book, that we're, we're able to finally see the full picture. And it's just like, wow, that makes things make a lot more sense when we have, you know, like, her side of the story. Which is, you know, it's like, yeah, no shit. Of course, everything makes more sense when you have, like, multiple per- people's perspectives there. Uh, one part that stood out to me was... Um, she talks about being pregnant. I think it was with... I, I can't remember if it's her first or second pregnancy. I mean, they were both very close together, so this is around the same time anyway. But um, she talks about being pregnant... And uh, talking to one of Jamie Lynn's co-stars from Zoe 101. I think it was Nicola. Sorry, let me Google it really quick. Alexa Nicholas. There you go. Alexa Nicholas. Um, I've seen her on a few podcasts now. And she has talked about a few times uh, you know, the time where Britney Spears, like, freaked the fuck out on her. And now we found out in this, you know, book, the, the reason she freaked out on, uh, what's her name? I already forgot it. Alexa is because, well, she was hormonal and pregnant and Jamie Lynn basically lied to her. And she actually, like, apologizes to Alexa in the book. And she apologizes to actually a few people, which is interesting. Um, because it's just like, I can't imagine like, you know, thinking you have beef with Britney Spears for like 20 years. And then you find out like later that she apologized to you in her memoir that she published. And I I don't know. I think that's just, it's very interesting. And, um, I don't know. This says a lot about her character. You know, and, like, she she didn't remember Alexa's name or anything like that, but she just remembered doing that and feeling bad about it. And, you know, I mean, it's valid. She's met probably so many people throughout her, you know, throughout her life. You know, obviously she's not going to remember everyone. Uh, But it, it is really big of her to recognize, like, times where she's messed up, like, legitimately and, you know, owned up to that. And I think there was a lot of that in this book as well. You know, a lot of her just kind of owning up to mistakes she's made in her career. And, you know, it, a lot of it was, it's so weird because, like, she was always portrayed as being so powerful. But there's just so many moments in this book where she, like, talks about feeling powerless and, like, not feeling like she can speak up for herself and it's like it's crazy because like you think of britney spears and like that's mostly what you think of is empowerment you know for women and and other people and 
you know, it's just one of those things where it it's just like the message is in the music, but, you know, sometimes that just doesn't really carry over too well um, to real life, it, even if you're the artist, like, coming up with all of these things. She also mentions the conservatorship, which I didn't think she would at all. I thought, you know, it was kind of going to kind of get I thought we were kind of got kind of like dance around it, if I'm honest. Uh, but no, she she went full force directly into it and talked about the entirety of it. And like the whole thing, like I, I, I still like I've looked up conservatorships and like how they work and like I, I get what they're for. And I guess it, it, I, I just think it's so crazy that her dad was just able to come out of nowhere and just basically seize control of everything in her life and i I don't know like it's insane that that was able to happen and that it was able to last as long as it did and like you don't even like think about like how long she was actually in the conservatorship because it was for 13 years she was in the conservatorship and a good portion of her being in the public eye happened during that conservatorship and, you know, like, ever since the book came out, you know, like, everyone's gonna have their stories now, uh, because, you know, they're, like, trying to relate to the book or whatever in some way. And there's, I think it was Andy Cohen said he did an interview back in probably 2016, or when Glory came out, and he talks about, um, you know, going to see Brittany and she has this like handler with with her and he explains the the dynamic as like Brittany being a captive and the the handler being like her captor or whatever because she was like whispering everything for Brittany to say and all that stuff and it was just a very weird interaction and I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot more stories like that now now that we have her side of everything uh, but, like, you know, like, during her time on The X Factor, when she was a judge on that, like, she was under the conservatorship. And it's, like, something you don't really think about, because, like, she was performing during this thing, and she was, I don't know, she was still doing stuff in her career, and it just, it was, there was just so much sketchy shit happening like that we didn't really talk about. And it's so weird. Uh, you know, she, she talks about, you know, when the free Britney movement started, um, it really started because fans noticed that she just kind of disappeared off the face of the earth and they started, you know, questioning that. And I, I never really understood why the Free Britney movement started or how it did. But I don't know. I That says a lot on your impact when people, you know, when you're in the public eye so long that, you know, people collectively notice that you're not around and you're just like, all right, well, where did she go? You know? And, you know, like just hearing her first experience of hearing about the Free Britney movement and how much that actually meant to her you know it's it's crazy to think about because that was, it was it's just a crazy thing that happened 
and that she was even able to get out of it. And even now that she's out of it, I don't know, it, it's, it still feels kind of surreal because there's still like an adjustment period for her because, you know, she was in that thing for so long, like everything she did was monitored you know, and so now she has, like, this freedom to do whatever she wants, and now she's just expressing herself in all kinds of different ways, and, you know, a lot of people will see that on social media and stuff, and, like, look at the, you know, the weird, weird videos she posts of her, like, dancing, and sometimes she's dancing with knives, or whatever, it's, it's definitely unique, it's, it's, it's very branded, it's very, her um you know it's definitely something that she has made her own and that is easily identifiable which you know considering everything that's happened in like her career i don't know that just speaks a lot to her as a creative that she can just she can kind of just do whatever she wants and be iconic while doing it and i think that's that's cool that she has that kind of freedom and support from her fans and all that. And I don't know. It's just really cool to see. Now, she doesn't really speak about, like, making new music or anything like that. I I mean, she's she talked about, actually, the, um, I think it's Hold Me Closer with Elton John, the first song she did after the conservatorship ended. And she actually touched on that, which was, uh, again, unexpected. I was not expecting to hear about stuff so recently but you know she talked about that whole thing and kind of like getting back into you know doing music again and she kind of like talks about it in a way where it's more like a I don't know it's just more like a casual hobby kind of thing and I think that's you know it's one of those things where it's like good for her you know because I think a lot of people there are some people out there that were like, oh, you know, we want Britney to be free so that way she can make new music and she can, like, create and do all this stuff again. And, you know, I think some of those people, like, missed the point of the whole, you know, movement of free Britney. You know, the whole point was just giving her the freedom to do whatever she wants. And I think she's kind of at a point in her life where you know just kind of being in the music industry just kind of is not the most important thing to her you know it's one of those things she could kind of just casually do and it's kind of that or it, it could just be a thing where like making music is just a hobby for her you know just something she does to express herself and because she, she says very explicitly that she still finds joy in music. It's like her one source of, you know, peace and life, basically. And so I don't think she'll ever, like, fully walk away from music completely. But I think there was a perception when she, you know, left or got out of the conservatorship that that meant there was going to be like this triumphant return and Britney was going to come back into the music industry and like 
put out all these bangers and stuff and she's like trickled out a few releases here and there some better than others uh some are just like remixes of old songs but you know she's just kind of doing whatever she's just kind of focusing on being a mom and just kind of like readjusting to having her freedom back which you know considering the circumstances you know you can't blame her and i hope she kind of takes all the time she needs and you know she can kind of just do whatever she wants you know maybe she'll come back in like five years and she'll put out like a new freaking album that will be you know breaking records and trending and you know making new trends and stuff for people in pop to follow and i don't know i'm i'm really happy for her i'm really excited for her you know to be at this point in her life because she really had to go through hell uh, to get here and you know that's i don't know that's just really nice to see you know there's a lot of fucked up stuff going on in the world and you know it it can be really easy to i don't know forget that sometimes things don't you know work out completely shitty and that things work out for the best it's just sometimes people really got to struggle first before they really they, they finally get to that place and there's no real rhyme or reason to it but it's just i guess a part of life and you know luckily you know despite like you know family history that she had uh she was able to overcome all of that stuff before you know bad stuff happened to her so but yeah guys uh i just wanted to you know just kind of give my quick little thoughts on this book tonight i didn't really have too too much to say nothing that you know most other people haven't already said but i did kind of want to talk about this a little bit because i thought it was a fun time and i'm probably gonna listen to it again if i'm honest uh just to you know fully absorb you know everything that's in it because it is a lot it is a lot um but the main takeaways are that Justin Timberlake ain't shit. Uh, her dad ain't shit. Her mom ain't shit. And Jamie Lynn ain't shit either, but Britney still has some love for her for some reason. But, you know, you know, happy that she can feel that after all of the, you know, all of that stuff. But I, I don't know. Jamie Lynn doesn't seem like she ain't shit either. So, <laughs> um... But yeah, guys, I think we're going to cap it off here. I know it's a bit shorter, but I don't really have much else to say. Um, so before we end the show tonight, I do want to, you know, just do some housekeeping notes for you guys, I guess, for the show. I, I think we might be leaving this live stream format. Uh, and we might just be switching to a more... Uh, pre-recorded type setup you know something i can just kind of do a bit more casually i think i was doing the live stream format because it was familiar to me and it just seemed kind of easier to do it that way but now i think i'm at a place where um i don't i don't i don't know it just it feels like an outdated format it's just something i kind of carried over from my old podcast 
and I've kind of just kept it just for some sense of familiarity. So I think uh, for considering this is the, you know, uh, next episode is episode 20. I think episode 20, we're going to have a bit of a format shift. So I think we'll be ditching the live aspect of the show. And I will be attempting to do a pre-recorded episode. And I think what I'm going to do is that we're going to take a couple weeks off so I can figure out what exactly I want to do, how I want to record that, and uh, maybe if I want to have a guest on or something, I can do it that way. Uh, that's also part of it, too. Uh, so that way I can open up the floor to having guests on the show because I feel like it's a lot easier to have someone on the show when I don't have such a specific time slot every week. So I think that's something we're going to do, and I think it will be for the benefit of the show. And I think ultimately we'll still try posting it around the same time. I'm not too sure on dates and stuff and like days of the week. I, I, I think it will still post on Fridays, obviously, because that's the name of the show. Um, but yeah, I will let you guys know when those episodes or what's going on with those episodes and stuff. But I think for now, we're going to take a couple weeks off uh, so I can kind of reevaluate, reassess, and kind of restructure how I want to do stuff with the show. So I hope you guys will bear with me, you know, while I figure all that stuff out. So thanks for tuning in tonight, you guys. I appreciate it as always. And I will see you uh, next time around, next uh, episode, episode 20, for another Friday Night Chill. Mm-hmm.